Hi, welcome to Ha'igaret, or The Message, a unique journal of original and plagiarized Jewish thought in the merit of my grandfather, Benjamin Ari Ben Leah, for a refuah shlema for Esther Batsipora, and for the healing for all of those affected by the terrible apartment collapse in Miami. This week's Parsha is Parshat Balak. To recap the end of last week's Parsha, Chukat, as B'nai Israel is making their way toward actually entering the land of Israel, they have to pass through some enemy territory. They come across the land of the Amorites, east of the Jordan River, so in modern-day Jordan. B'nai Israel sends emissaries to speak to the Amorite king, asking for permission to simply pass through their lands, not even stopping to drink water from their wells or take produce from their fields, but the Amorites refuse. And so B'nai Yisrael battles the Amorim and succeeds, settling their cities. The nearby country of Moab, of Moab, hear of this conquest and become nervous. Balak, the king of Moab, enlists a non-Jewish sorcerer-slash-prophet named Bilam for help. The king wants Bilam, a, a powerful sorcerer-slash-prophet, to curse B'nai Yisrael so that they don't overtake Moab as well. So dignitaries of the king of Moab go to Bilam and convey the message. God communicated with Bilam through dreams, so Bilam says, let me sleep on it and I'll circle back. God comes to him in the dream and says, no, don't curse B'nai Israel." So Bilam tells the dignitaries that he cannot do it. So even more important dignitaries come, and Bilam again sleeps on it, and God answers in a puzzling way this time. God says something like, Look, if people came to get you, go with them. But you're only going to be able to say what I want you to say when you go to curse B'nai Yisrael. So Bilam arises the next morning and starts toward B'nai Yisrael on his donkey. God is still angry that Bilam is, is going anyway, so God sends an angel to stop him. Like Dr. Sam Beckett's true identity in Quantum Leap, the Malach Hashem, the angel of God, can only be seen by animals. And if we're talking about Sam Beckett, I guess he can be seen by kids too. So Bilam is blissfully unaware of this angel standing in their way. The donkey sees the angel who is there to kill slash stop Bilam. So she, yes, it's a she donkey, turns away from the road. Bilam has no idea what's going on. So he's enraged and strikes the donkey. So the donkey keeps on, but the angel is still in the way. So the donkey runs into a fence. Bilam again strikes it. The donkey continues, and again tries to save Bilam because the angel is now blocking a narrow path so that they can't get by. Bilam is striking his donkey relentlessly when God suddenly opens the mouth of the donkey, who says something like, Why are you being such a jerk? Have I not been a loyal mode of transportation to you your whole life? Then God opens Bilam's eyes so that he could see what was actually impeding his way. The angel backs up the donkey, saying, I was in the way and would have killed you if the donkey didn't turn away. So be grateful for the donkey. Bilam is chastened, maybe. The commentary says he was just saying what he needed to to get the angel off his back, but who knows. And the story continues. Bilam goes to B'nai Israel, but as God promised, Bilam is only able to give blessings upon the people. So he blesses them three times and goes on his way. That's how this story is resolved. But the part that always sticks out to me every time we get to this Parsha is the genuine cluelessness of Bilam when he's being kept from his own death. How many times have you missed a flight, a bus, lost a job opportunity, been turned down for a date, been left out of a social outing, or any number of other disappointing things? The answer is all the time. These things, these kinds of letdowns happen all the time. And maybe they mean nothing, and maybe the world is just an amalgam of random occurrences, or... These were all merciful redirections. 
it's important to note that the angel specifically is referred to, like I said before, a Malach Hashem, an angel of God, using the merciful, benevolent name we give to God, Yudke Vavke. Rashi, Rabbi Shlomo Yitzchaki, explains that this is because God sending the angel was an act of mercy, trying to keep Bilam from doing something that Bilam himself didn't want to do, i.e. bless B'nai Yisrael. Even God had Bilam's negative interests at heart. I don't always think about this when I'm experiencing a disappointment, but I do try to remind myself of Bilam and his donkey when I feel these kinds of frustrations. What else does a talking donkey remind you of? Shrek, perhaps? Excellent film. Normally the talking donkey does remind me of Shrek, but randomly, a book that I'm reading also has a talking donkey. Do you remember that book slash movie, The Never Ending Story? It is most definitely a children's book from like 1979, but the huge white dragon, if you know what I'm talking about, always gave me the heebie-jeebies, so here I am, an adult woman, finally reading The Never Ending Story. As of recently, I've started this sort of project of reading books from my youth and mapping out the philosophical or cultural or historical significances and references, and it's been truly eye-opening. Firstly, children's books are works of art. We've known this forever, but I'm only realizing this now as an adult reading these books so many years later. I'll definitely have to talk about the never-ending story in more detail another week. But like I said, there's also a talking donkey in this book. And the donkey in this story is also disobedient, seemingly, as well. Bilam's donkey is quote-unquote disobedient because she's keeping him from certain death by angel. The hero of the never-ending story, Bastion, has come to the fantasy land of Fantastica to save it from destruction. The Fantasticans know that they are in trouble and that only one person can save them, their human savior. But only two people in Fantastica know who the savior is. Bastion appears suddenly in Fantastica as a land-wide search is going on to find the savior. Bastion, as the unknown savior, is given a mule to ride, Yika. And yes, I know that mules and donkeys are different, but just stick with me, okay? Bastion's travel companions do not know that he is the long-awaited savior, but Yika, the mule, does. She moves slower and slower to Bastion's frustration until they are alone in the traveling pack. She says to him, I know who you are. It is an honor to be traveling with the savior of Fantastica. I would gladly tell my grandchildren that I carry the savior of Fantastica if I was able to have children. To save Bastion from being found out as the savior, Yika also does something disobedient. So here, as well as, you know, we, we have this theme of animals doing something that seems to be wrong, but is actually right. There's also a lot to unpack with the fact that Yika, like all mules, is sterile. The never-ending story has lots of imagery of the circle of life, symbols of life, death, and rebirth, and this conversation between Bastion and Yika is a pretty straightforward one. Like I said, there's way more to get into, but I think it's kind of divine that I finished reading The Never-Ending Story the week of Parshat Balak. How often do you have talking donkeys that are doing things that are disobedient, but also saving their, you know, writers from something negative? It's just very funny. Anyway, I guess my main points here are, we never know which direction we are being led to and away from. So, chill out, I guess. Please God, our lives will go the way they are meant to. Amen, amen. Thank you so much for listening. Shabbat shalom. I hope you have a great weekend.